The reading today is from Matthew Would you like- chapter 17, verse 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. Suddenly, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The word of God for the people of God be to God. Let's pray. Holy God, we are not unaccustomed to you surprising us, yet we are unaccustomed to how often we feel surprised. So surprise us again, that we may hear and see you anew. Amen. Last week, I mentioned awe in connection with Moses' final speech to the people of Israel before they crossed over the Jordan. Today's scripture is not about only awe, but it asks us to stand transfigured by awe, to take a moment, or many, to simply gaze and wonder like Peter, James, and John did. Jesus, they saw, was not just this itinerant, homeless preacher, teacher, whom they followed after giving up everything to do so, but something else was about him as they saw him transfigured. Still our regular guy, yet look at him now. They were transfixed, motionless with wonder and amazement, astonishment, awe. There was Jesus before two people for whom they also felt awe, but in a different way. Moses and Elijah, the law the prophets, in conversation with Jesus? 
This painting is from the community of Mafa Jesus, which was painted, Bible stories, particularly gospels, were painted by the Mafa Jesus community in the 1970s in Cameroon, where David and I lived for a beautiful three years. And the painting depicts the awe, not just of the disciples, but of the law and the prophets, Moses and Elijah in awe of Jesus of Nazareth. The three disciples would not have known why they saw this vision, but they would really know that they had seen this vision. They did not know how they saw this vision, but they knew that they saw this vision, and that vision communicated. They were transfixed. Now, typically at this point in a sermon on Transfiguration Sunday, we preachers pick up the famous lines of Peter, which are so much fun. Should I, uh, should, should, I, should I be building something here? Should I get my hands involved? Should I start working? Because I'm so much more comfortable working than I am being in awe. But I wasn't even supposed to include that part. I did the, the preacher fail there. I have preached this dialogue for years, but I will not do so today. Instead, I will invite you to be prepared for another safe two minutes of silence with an invitation to be transfixed. In the silence, find the opportunity to consider what it's like, not just for Peter, James, and John, but for you to also be transfixed, focused just on the Creator God who loves you. In preparation, because regretfully I'm still the preacher, I will offer a few more words, not an explanation, but a few words on the power of impermanence through art. The transfiguration of Jesus is momentary, perhaps two minutes, perhaps ten minutes, perhaps an hour, perhaps seconds. I don't know. It is intentionally impermanent as a holy pause. Stop everything else. Put your work down. Put your mind at work to rest. And just have an opportunity to consider how God works, God works in our lives. As you know, the transfiguration has a couple of elements from Jesus's baptism. You are the beloved. God is pleased. But in the transfiguration, one more element is included. God saying, listen to him. Or maybe God said, listen to him. I'm not quite sure. I kind of think it's the more forceful one. Moments of awe are invitations to listen to God anew. Listen, stop for a moment just to be transfixed. Awe is impermanent, but its effect is ongoing. Now to consider impermanence, I will share artist Don Ning's work about impermanence. I would show her 
artwork, but I do not have permission from her to do so. So I reference you on your phones or in your home computers to please look up Dawn, D-A-U-N, Ning, N-G. Look up her Into Air, a meditation on impermanence. Look at her artwork. I will use words to describe it a little bit. You may also look up artampersandtheology.com. This is where I learned about Don Ning's artwork. And look up Victoria Emily Jones's article from which I've stolen a lot. Don Ning is a Singaporean multidisciplinarian artist whose practice deals with time, memory, and the ephemeral. In her recent book, work, recent work, Into Air, she crafted nearly 150 large sculptural blocks that were frozen with pigment inside, various forms of color. To look at these pictures, it's beautiful, so please look up either Don Ning or, yeah, just do that. Look at what she has done. Her goal is that these blocks move, transition to dissolution. How many artists want their work to dissolve? She does. She tracks the, I'm gonna use the word melting, but that's not the right word, through film, through photography, and then the residue of what's left becomes a third stage of art. The passing of air and time, the metamorphosis of color, colored ice, solid, liquid to air. Her work first started in a derelict ship factory in Singapore, but was discovered not just for the beauty of the blocks she created, what, they were 132 pounds, but the, the transition from what looks like solid and the metamorphosis to what became permanent art. The entire point of her installation was impermanence. This large piece of 132 pounds becomes a record. So she had these blocks, removes them from the, the freezer, photographs it, and she says, like a kaleidoscope lodestone, the naturally magnetic material, mineral, the portraits visualize the shape, color, and texture that time inhabits in ephemeral form. Time is there, but it transforms and moves and becomes this. Her final installation is called Ash. The paintings, which she calls Ash, were created from the change, the dissolution of these blocks into something she can put fine paper on and it dries and you can see what came out of the block. Liquid remains of each melted pigment block with a large sheet of canvas-like paper. Then the liquid evaporates through it, creating a marbled texture. And it didn't start that way. That's the point of impermanence. It was here, and then it became this, and all of those transitions are art. 
three stages bring us to awe. Impermanence leaves its mark, and the transfiguration is impermanent, and it leaves its mark. So let's touch it. I give you two minutes of silence, for awe lasts for just a period, and then it dissipates right into you. Amen.